Good morning. I am here with Stevie's side quest number three, and we are in day 723 of the quarantine. Uh, I think it's more like 17, but it's starting to feel long. Uh, one of the interesting things that I've noticed, and most people have, so I'm not inventing this take, uh, if you're introverted and kind of deal with anxiety, this isn't as big a deal as if you're extroverted and don't. So I know some of you are on each end of that spectrum, and, and I feel for those that, that really need people around. Um, it can be a tough thing, uh, especially when you live at home with your family. Uh, I know that everyone loves each other, and I hope that you're having a wonderful time, but I also know that being around someone 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, with no break whatsoever, uh, can get combative at times, or it can get kind of tough. Uh, another thing that kind of goes from that, not just for families, but for everybody, if you get on social media, uh, or watch the news on any of the million different news places you can watch it, uh, most of which kind of go with their own take, uh, you'll see that this whole thing has become political, and it always amazes me what becomes political and what doesn't. Like, what issues you would think are just uh, common sense or, or, or you would think are just compassionate and somehow people find a way to politicize them and kind of uh, go against each other. Uh, I'm going to sound like an old man for a second, but for the last several years, probably since the internet, but more since social media and news went 24-7 and... and uh, Twitter and things like that where people could just get all of their opinions out, uh, there stopped being as much discourse, stopped being as much conversation between the two parties. Like, I know that there's a lot more political ideals than, than just Democrat and Republican, but for the most part, especially with those in power, those are the two sides. And it used to be, it was always somewhat, you, if you liked your side, you didn't like the other, and it went with that. But it seems like it used to be a lot less dig a hole and you're on your side and you don't listen to anyone else. And that's something that, that's come from on Twitter. You can only follow people that agree with you. Uh, on Facebook, you can only friend people who agree with you. Uh, you can only watch your specific news. Fox News is geared towards Republicans. Uh, MSNBC is geared towards Democrats. And so you can only watch your news and then that leads to a feeling of well this is how everybody feels and anybody who doesn't feel this way is clearly clearly wrong and that's what is kind of happening even with something like uh covid uh i have said this before on probably on each podcast but i'm not one to panic and so i tend to in my own life i tend to be pessimistic for myself but i tend to be optimistic for other people so when i look at this uh, it's hard for me to imagine this going on as long as I, I've heard many people say that it will. Um, I don't make proclamations because I have no idea. I don't have all of the stats. I don't have the facts. I don't work for the CDC or the WHO or any organization with an acronym, and at least that you know of. And so I, I don't know how long it will go. I have hopes, and I'm I'm hoping that that we have a good summer and everything like that, but you don't know. And so it's interesting to see how many people believe that they do. And so right away, it became a thing where one side of the, the political spectrum, like the far, far right, uh, 
were kind of going with, this is nothing, this isn't actually happening, this is all media-driven, blah, blah, blah. And then the far left seemed to be going, well, this is the most serious thing in the world, uh, we're all going to die in a week. And, and for most of us, we live in the middle of those two groups, and when we see that reaction, it's very easy to get annoyed by both things, and it's very easy to... to uh, be like, well, I more agree with them, so I'm going to go here. Or I more agree with them, so I'm going to go here. And, and there's no doubt that the, the media can make things seem worse than they are because it's on 24-7. Uh, I used to be a reporter, and so I know that there's a way to report things where it's completely factual. There's a way to report things where you move facts around, and it's still the same numbers. And, and that happens. There are absolutely wonderful reporters. There are wonderful news stations. And it's important to trust the news uh, for the most part, but it's also important to think for yourself. And what happens with the, the the dichotomy of the two parties is people kind of stop thinking for themselves and just go with whatever their group says, whatever their group thinks. For something like this, though, it's important to just be empathetic, to be compassionate, to be aware of what everyone else thinks, and, and not so much to push your view on them, but to try to be understanding, to try to listen, to think about how what you do, what you say, affects other people. Um, as I said, I don't panic, and I've said that so many times that it's starting to seem weird that I say it that many times, but it keeps coming up. Um, as As I said, because of that, I don't worry about myself getting sick. I, I have gone to Walmart. I went to Target, which I hate Target, but it's still, I went there, and there were like three people total there, which was weird. Hey, those of you who heard that, my phone just dinged, and I'm not going to edit that out, so there you go. But I I go to places like that. I still, you know, I'm careful. I, I stick with the rules of, of how close you are to people, etc., etc. But it's never something that I worry about. I don't freak out about going out in public because I'm not worried about those types of things. But when I went to see Beatrice last week, Amber, who is her mother, uh, had me super disinfect, like beyond what I would ever do. And I'm willing to do that for Beatrice and for Amber's state of mind. Because it's not just about us, it's about other people, it's more so about other people. And so most of the people that will listen to this, if anyone listens to this, you're in the group where it's not a real danger for you. Uh, you might get sick, and, and you know, it could be bad, but for the most part, uh, teenagers and, and those under 40, uh, those of a certain age, like, they're, they can get sick, but it's mostly being a carrier. A and not being around people... Uh, as much as usual, we can sometimes kind of forget how our actions affect them. And so all of that was just to say this, I know that you're hearing a lot of different sides of a lot of different stories, and because even more so the 24-7 news cycle is everywhere now, because you're at home and you can't escape it, uh, you, you can't escape social media, you can't escape tweets, you can't escape things like that, and so you're going to get a lot of different input from a lot of different sources, and you're going to question, well, who's right, who's wrong, my parents think this, my grandparents think this, my friends think this, who is right and who is wrong? The answer is God is in control, and I know that it doesn't look like that sometimes, and I'm not saying, well, God's in control, so just do whatever you want, this is all going to be fine, whatever happens, happens. What I'm saying is just trust him and do your best. Uh, treat people like you would want to be treated. Love each other, and if someone does differ from you greatly, and it's something 
uh, like how long the quarantine is going to last, that's not really a salvation issue. Uh, you can disagree with them, you can think that they're wrong, but you don't have to make them feel foolish, just like if someone's making you feel foolish for having a certain point of view on that, it's, it's wrong also. Uh, to go into to faith for a second, the, one of the things that I've mentioned before, I believe, is dogma, doctrine, and then personal conviction. Uh, dogma is, in the terms of religion, those are the things that are at the core. That's what, to be a Christian, you have to believe these things, or else why are you a Christian? That uh, Jesus died for our sins, coming up on Easter. That, that, that there is one God, that there's a trinity, that the Bible is holy, that there's a heaven, that there's a hell. Those types of things are dogma. Those are the things that you believe to be a Christian. Uh, there are things that are doctrine. There are churches who uh, don't believe in drinking at all. There are churches who believe it's okay sometimes. There are churches that have no rules whatsoever. Uh, there are churches who uh, baptize infants. For example, uh, Method the church we are now, you have we have infant baptism, which is fine. Uh, we have communion once a month, which is awesome. Uh, there are churches that have it quarterly. There are churches that have it annually. There are churches that don't baptize until later. All of those things are kind of preference-based. Now, you can find scripture for your take, but those are not things that lead to salvation. Those are not things you go to war on. And then personal conviction are things like uh, that, that, that you deal with yourself. So people who uh, believe that you should only listen to music that has a Christian theme, you should only watch certain TV shows, those types of things, that's a personal conviction where God speaks to you himself. Um, my point with that is what what which side is correct on the the covid thing right now like which side is more correct if if anybody has the right take that's not salvation that's not dogma that is personal opinion that is people talking about things that they're trying hard to understand i believe optimistically so that the people who are speaking are doing their best to get their point across now obviously in politics and in in reporting sometimes uh you forget that it's opinion and you just go with your take is your take and that's kind of how people go and, and that sucks. But pay attention to stats, pay attention to facts. Uh, most of the time, 99.99% of the time, if you have a far left point for something like this and a far right point for something like this, the truth is somewhere in the middle because that's kind of how things go because people uh, move towards the extreme of what they think for TV, and that's what happens. Again, that's not to say that you can't trust the TV. Just think for yourself. Um, all of that was just to say this. I don't know how much of that is coming up with, with many of you right now because you're at home. Uh, I doubt that many of you are news watchers, but you, I probably have social media. You probably have friends, I hope, who you talk to, you listen to. And so with the, the more time we take away from everyone. The more time we take, we're, we're by ourselves, we're in a room where we have Zoom calls every once in a while, but we're mostly losing our social skills momentarily. Uh, it can be hard to remember, wait, wait, wait. So the world is not just about me. The world's not just about my point of view. All of these other people, just because I don't see them anymore, just because I'm not around them anymore, they still matter and their views still matter. And so for us as Christians, we are to be examples of how Christ treated. And, and so you look to the Gospels, you look to what Jesus said. And Jesus lived his life among people who disagreed with him all of the time. 
people who loudly disagreed with him, people who were on the far side away from him, uh, both religious and non-religious, who, who were against him. He kind of was in the middle of everybody could find him to hate because for the Pharisees, the, the super religious people, uh, he was taking the spotlight away from them and he was showing people that it's about love and it's about a relationship and it's about doing your best to be like him. He, he was showing people uh, that type of thing and that type of a different way that you go to God and you build that relationship and you do your best and you treat others like you want to be treated. And the Pharisees hated that because they wanted to be in charge. They wanted to be in control. They wanted people to copy them. Uh, and then the, the people on the far side, the people who had no religion, the people who didn't believe in God, they were like, well, he's trying to, to say something that we don't like, and we don't like that he's religious at all, and we don't like this. And so everybody kind of had this agreement of, well, we hate Jesus. And yet he still went around treating everyone like he wanted to be treated. He still went around treating everyone with respect. It did not mean that he never argued, but he didn't do it angrily. It did not mean that he never disagreed with anybody, but he didn't make them feel foolish. He didn't make them feel wrong. He didn't make them feel hated or less than. He would tell the truth, and if someone disagreed with him, he would move on. It's not that he'd just walk out of the conversation, but uh, one of my favorite stories is with the woman at the well who had committed adultery, and uh, he points out her sin, she changes the subject, and he allows her to change the subject. It doesn't mean that he's like, oh, well, whatever you do is what you do, It's all truth is truth, and you're okay. But it was, he understood that he had made his point, and by treating her like a person and not a case, by treating her like a person and not a number, by treating her like a person and not a sin, he was showing that she had value. He was showing that she mattered, and that eventually she did come back around and say, wait, you are the way. Like, I understand this. And that's how we do. We set that example. We act like Jesus acted. We treat others like Jesus would treat them. Uh, we do our best, even in things which, which none of us have an answer. And so, while this is probably scary for some of you, and for some of you it's nothing at all, remember, for those who feel that this is nothing, those that are scared, they're not doing it to annoy you. They're not doing it to tick you off. So, listen to them. Uh, Share your views, but do it respectfully. Talk to them. Uh, help them through it. For those that are scared, if somebody is like, yeah, I'm not scared about this at all. This is not, wor I'm not worried at all. Uh, they're not doing that just to tick you off. They're not doing that just to, to go against you. They are doing that because that's how they feel. So, so definitely talk to them about your fears and listen to what they think. But remember that they are a person too. And so everyone regardless of political affiliation, regardless of where you stand on, on how long the quarantine will go, regardless of where you stand on anything, remember that we are the lights of Jesus, and we are to treat people like that. We are to act like that. Uh, I am going to go straight into that, to uh, a request I had, which was mostly a joke request, I think, but it is about uh, Purdue. And so I am a huge IU fan. I'm wearing an IU shirt right now. I realize this is an amazing change, but I will say this, IU has always been symbolic of Jesus because they have the crimson like his blood and the white that is purity, and that is who we are. And I will always point out that Purdue has the black and the yellow, the crackling, the gross colors, things like that. Uh, my favorite joke there I'm going to tell, and that is all I'm going to say about Purdue. If you do like Purdue, I'm praying for you. That's okay. You're still valuable. Uh, you just make bad decisions. But so, um, 
my joke is, and this is back, Drew Brees is a Purdue graduate. He is probably the most famous Purdue graduate in terms of athletics, would be my guess. Uh, he is very good. Uh, there are people that would say he was great. I would point out, and this isn't just because he went to Purdue, I would point out that uh, he plays indoors at least nine games a year. Uh, he, even in the ones where he's outdoors, he plays mostly in good weather, and so that affects his stats. It's the same thing that happened with Peyton Manning. When you play in a dome all of the time, you're going to be able to throw farther. You're not going to have wind. You're not going to have elements. You're not going to have things like that. Now, there are a lot of people who play in domes that suck, and so Breeze is obviously at the upper half of, of good. He's obviously a good quarterback, a very good quarterback. But then you have people like Brady. You have people... Uh, along the lines like Jill Montana a little bit, but people, uh, a lot bit, Johnny Unitas, people who, who stood up and played outdoors, people who played in tougher elements, uh, Aaron Rodgers, someone like that. And to me, that separates them. That does not mean that they're worthless. But all of that to say this, when Drew Brees was in college, uh, he was a couple credits short. He had a couple math credits that he couldn't get to probably because of a bowl game or something. And so he is talking to the dean, and the dean says hey, Drew, you know, you've done so much for the school. You've done so much. You've, you've uh, meant a lot. You've brought spirit. You've helped us to win. You've been the greatest football player we've ever had. I wish there was something I could do. And you know, Drew, he's a good guy. Uh, he's a very good, good person. And he's like, I, I understand. You know, this sucks, but I understand. And so on graduation day, he's sitting there with all of the fans and all of the crowd. And, and it gets to the time for graduation. And they, the dean is talking and the crowd just jumps up. They're like, no, no, no. We want Drew to graduate. This isn't fair. Look at what he's done. Please give him a chance. And, and so the dean is like, you know what? This is, this is not something I normally do, but I am going to give you a chance, Drew. Uh, please stand. And so everybody sat down and Drew stood. And, and, you know, the crowd was chanting, give him a chance, give him a chance, give him a chance. And so they quiet down. And the dean says, okay, Drew, you answer this question, this math question, and I will give you the credits and you can graduate. And Drew's like, thank you, sir. And, and so the dean says, what is eight times eight? And the crowd's silent because they're looking over at Drew. And Drew immediately, who's smart, uh, Despite going to Purdue, he's smart. He he says it's 64, and the crowd like just groans and they're like, oh, give him another chance, give him another chance. And so there you go. I'll leave you with that. Uh, I'm going to go have a conference call with the the staff at church, and I want you to know. Um, if you were not involved in our teen conference call Monday at 5.30, we're going to do that every Monday and Wednesday at 5.30 uh, for the duration of the quarantine, however it lasts. If you can't make one, you can't make a couple, that's fine. Just make whenever you can. I will send out the link to uh, the text chain that I do. Uh, I will make sure that it comes through the app, all of those things, and you will be able to join at some point and we'll just keep in touch. I will keep doing the live stream. I will keep doing occasional podcasts. Uh, I'll try to make the next one a little more humorous. I, I will try to make the next one a little more fun, a little lighter, but that was just something that was on my heart. Uh, and, and I will continue to be here for you. And so I love you all. I hope that everyone is doing well and I will talk to you later. And that's all I got.